The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. All right, it's day seven of the provincial election campaign. The leaders of Alberta's political parties are focusing on Calgary today. Liberal leader David Kahn made a carbon tax policy announcement. Alberta party leader Stephen Mandel just made an arts and culture announcement. The UCP leader Jason Kenney has released his education plan. And NDP leader Rachel Notley just made a child care announcement. Ms. Notley joins us now. Hi, thanks for calling. Uh, good. Hi, it's good to talk to you. All right, let's start with uh, this uh, $25 a day child care plan and uh, adding 13,000 more spaces. Um, some people on our text line are happy about it. Others are like, why am I paying for someone else's kids? What do you have to say? Well, uh, first of all, so what we're talking about doing is, so we had these pilot projects in place uh, and we had roughly 7,000 spaces across the province that uh, uh, were eligible for the $25 a day uh, cap. And uh, what we're doing is we're expanding that to the 62,000 childcare spots across the province and then adding 13,000 more. And the reason it matters, frankly, to, to all uh, Albertans, not just the, uh, the young families uh, who will benefit from it, is because it is probably the single most effective shot in the arm that you can give to any economy anywhere. And it's even more so in Alberta because while we have the youngest and most educated population in the country and we have the highest employment rate in the country and we have more people working now than ever before, the fact is is that women uh, with uh, one or more children under the age of five have the second lowest uh, participation rate in the country. And so what we need to do is give those women the opportunity to participate in the economy. And in doing that, uh, we'll, we'll grow the economy. So it actually impacts uh, the economy as a whole and uh, as well as, of course, making stronger communities and and, uh, happier families. Uh, I'm curious to know, uh, because this was a promise made uh, during your last election campaign, so you're just following through on that promise. Uh, However, was the cost of this uh, calculated in the last budget? Uh, Yes. So when we talk about, well, it was calculated when uh, we talked about our path to balance um, in uh, Q3. And uh, we absolutely uh, did work out the cost of this in uh, in our path to balance. And we did so without actually taking into account the likely increase in government revenues that come from the growth in economic activity. you know, relatively current or, or, or conservative estimates suggest that this could give like a 1.7% bump to Alberta's GDP. Uh, but we didn't factor that in uh, as we uh, factored this plan into our path to balance. So curious also to know, and uh, you know, I said earlier that I'm going to ask you this question and you're not, you're on the phone, so I won't be able to see your eyes roll. Um, (laughs) But I honestly just don't know. When you talk about adding uh, thousands of spaces, how exactly do you add spaces? Um, Well, basically, first of all, so the added spaces, like the 13,000, um, what you do is you simply uh, fund, uh, either we do, we work with nonprofit groups and, and they expand the number of spaces that they can offer. So with existing groups, or you, uh, you know, you put out a, a variety of RFPs, um, or you, um, or, or you do it uh, directly uh, through the public service. So when you um, say you so work a with a group, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. When you say you work with a group, what does that mean? You subsidize? Oh, absolutely. So what this is about is you work with the, the uh, um, 
the child care providers that currently exist, and you provide them uh, the, the money that allows them to then uh, pr- uh, charge families no more than $25 a day. Okay, and that was the other question that people had is, is there a price uh, schedule for daycares or will there be moving forward? Do daycares have to charge uh, a certain amount now or can daycares who offer a premium service charge more and, and does that you know, make them ineligible for this $25 uh, idea. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, child care organizations out there can continue to uh, be licensed and accredited, but if they want to charge more than the $25 a day, um, they can do that, but they won't be getting uh, the, the subsidy from the government of Alberta. Uh, so they would just go on their on their current basis. But I would suggest to you that there aren't going to be there be there might be a few. But I'll tell you right now, with the average uh, cost of a childcare center being you know uh, about twelve hundred dollars per month per child, uh, particularly in places like Calgary, uh, you're not going to see a lot of families really uh, jumping with great excitement to pay those costs. Uh, Alberta NDP leader Rachel Notley joining us on the phone this afternoon. Um, this uh, there's been a lot of focus on Calgary in the in the first week of this campaign. How difficult is it going to be for uh, you and the NDP to make inroads there? <laughs> well, you know, I uh, I. I, I... I uh, think that uh, we're doing quite well. We're hearing from a lot of people on the doorstep who are very excited about uh, our vision going forward, who understand that we are focused on uh, building the economy, on diversifying the economy, finally, after years and years of, of a Conservative government that just kind of left that um, uh, un- unaddressed. And, uh, of course, understanding that we are committed to supporting their, their schools and their hospitals. So um, I'm actually quite op- uh, optimistic about uh, uh, the level of support that uh, we'll be able to earn in Calgary and, uh, frankly, across the province. Uh, the polling showing that uh, your party's still quite a ways behind uh, the UCP. I know I know, polling has never been one of your favorites, certainly. <laughs> you know, when we look back at the last election, um, are, you know, how concerned about are, are you about those polling numbers? Well, you know, as I've said, I mean, I don't typically talk about them, but what I will say is that our own polling shows that uh, the uh, gap is uh, narrowing very quickly. And uh, as one would expect, when people actually turn their mind to the choice that is in front of them. And uh, and um, so, you know what, we're just going to keep uh, uh, talking to Albertans about how it is we want to build one Alberta where we diversify the economy, create jobs, and support our important public services, as opposed to creating two Albertas, one for the, the very wealthy and another for the rest of us where we pay the freight for the first group. Um, so we're just going to keep talking about that, and uh, we'll see where things end up on Election Day. Uh, Premier Notley, a uh, question you probably weren't anticipating, but I've been thinking about it all morning. We've, we all, I think, uh, agree that there's a certain political polarization going on, not only in Canada, but around the world things are black and white they're either left or the right and you know it shouldn't be that way but that does seem to be the way that we're moving and i was wondering in a year in which you're uh, holding a provincial election but there's also a federal election if the fact that any anti-liberal federal liberal or any anti-trudeau sentiment sort of has an effect on your ability as a party to the left of center um to gain traction well, you know what? I, I, I think that's a good conversation for a couple of poly sci profs in a, <laughs> small, uh, a small seminar. Uh, 
what I know that we've done is we have standing for whether it has been uh, with respect to the Trudeau government, whether it's been with respect to the NDP government in BC, whether it's been uh, with respect to anybody else uh, who doesn't have Alberta's best interests at heart. I have never shied away from uh, doing what I need to do to stand up and represent the people of this province, uh, including uh, those people who work very, very hard in our energy uh, sector. So I'm going to keep doing that. So the left-right thing, it's a question of, you know, are you there all for just a few. And uh, um, I think our government has a strong record of doing everything that we can to represent all Albertans. It doesn't mean every decision you make is an easy one or that every choice is obvious because government isn't actually about black and white choices. It's about making the hard choices uh, with those values of serving the, the greatest number of people as well as you can right in front of you and that's what we've tried to do we're hearing from a lot of people that they're really fed up with with the negativity they're they're fed up with um the attack ads actually there's an article uh today in a couple of the newspapers saying you know what it may be an idea for you and the ndp to back off a little bit for fear that your message of of the work that you have done over the past four years the successful work uh that has been done in some areas is areas is getting lost in the negativity what do you say to that well, you know, I, I'm very proud of our record, and I'm very proud of our platform that we're running on, and I'm always very keen to talk about that. But I do uh, actually think that uh, people need to know the facts about uh, the people who are seeking to uh, lead the province and represent them in uh, in Edmonton in the legislature, and uh, where some of those people hold views which are significantly out of, out of step with the uh, majority values of, of Albertans, you know, views that could be characterized as, as racist or, or uh, you know, uh, perceiving women as somehow second-class citizens or being interested in reducing the rights of people in the LGBTQ community. Well, then, frankly, I think that Albertans need to, to know that. I will say that the frequency of that is much higher than what we've seen in the past, but Frankly, that's not about uh, about our campaign. That is about uh, the nature of the party that uh, Mr. Kenny is leading. Uh, Mr. Kenny just announced his education platform saying that the UCP would resurrect the former PC government's unproclaimed Education Act, which included a provision to support the GSAs and clubs. And of course, you amended the School Act to bring in further protections. Um, uh, obviously, there's got to be some concern uh, uh, for uh, by you about that. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Well, there's two things that, that concern me about Mr. Kenny's announcement today. Uh, of course, the first that you're referencing is, is, is what he's doing and people should make no mistake about this. This plan to go back to the previous act and then somehow uh, um, uh, rehabilitate Bill 10 is actually a plan to make uh, vulnerable kids uh, in our schools more vulnerable and to take away protections from them that we put in place. So make no mistake about that. That's exactly what the outcome of that uh, decision that Mr. Kenny is advocating uh, would be. Uh, the other thing, of course, is that he uh, did not commit to funding enrollment growth. And so next year, and every year after that, likely, we're going to see about 15,000 new kids across the province join, go into our schools. And that's net of 15,000. That's after the kids have graduated. We've still got 15,000 more in. And, uh, and, and the problem there is that if you don't increase funding, then what happens is uh, the, there aren't enough teachers, the classrooms get overfilled, um, and the quality of education is cut. And I don't think that we should ever look to uh, balancing the budget or paying for big corporate tax cuts 
to profitable corporations on the back of the quality of the education received in our schools. Uh, last question. I know you're busy. You've made a lot of time for us, and we appreciate that. Any uh, news on Trans Mountain? <laughs> Please. Uh, well, you know, as you know, the NEB um, uh, um, approved uh, it again uh, a few weeks ago, and now the matter is in front of uh, federal government to review. Um, I suspect that we will see sort of a draft uh, set of recommendations from them in the next little while. And as you know, they've indicated that they will be making a final decision on it by May 22nd. We continue to push. Obviously, we think that uh, we need to get the shovels back in the ground. I am cautiously optimistic that we will see shovels back in the ground um, by this fall. We absolutely have to. You know the problems we're having right now with our inability to move our product to market, not just with Trans Mountain, but frankly, all over the place. And uh, and that cannot be allowed to continue. We need to uh, get the best value we can from our resources. We need uh, more pipelines. And in the in the interim, of course, we, we need to move forward with rail, which is a fundamentally important investment to support our energy industry and those who work in it. Politics and comedy. Timing is everything. <laughs> <laughs> NDP, <Good enough. laughs> NDP leader Rachel Notley, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Appreciate it. Thank you. All take right, care. take care. It's Rachel Notley. And again, for full election coverage, you can go to globalnews.ca, click on the Decision Alberta link, get you all sorts of information. So, hey, Jalen Nye. Andrew. While we have a couple of times and on the heels of a conversation yeah. with the uh, Premier, uh, the leader of the NDP, if you will. Well, she's still the Premier. Yeah. So they're all down in Calgary, or they have all been down yeah. in Calgary. It's, it's sort of like gas prices, isn't it? It's like, hey, how did everyone end up at the same price? Well, everyone ended up talking about Calgary. Like everyone's in Calgary today. Right. There's a reason, because after the last election, the lines were redrawn for Calgary ridings. Mm. And so it's when you redraw lines, for constituents, uh, for constituencies, uh, it kind of throws it up in the air a little bit. Uh, so listen to this. Here's a quick uh, uh, 101 on what's happening down in Calgary. You've got Calgary Elbow, Calgary Mountain View, and Calgary Buffalo. They're all expected to be close races. Calgary Elbow is currently held by Alberta MLA Greg Clark, but of course he's no longer the leader. So is it as significant that he get reelected? Calgary Mountain. Well, it is. You know, and you think to about him it, it, is. Well, it is, and to yeah. that party because he's Absolutely. already to the Alberta party. He's their lone. Right. Yeah. But, but in, and he's done very. He's done well for the Alberta party. Done, he has done well. For years. the party and for the riding. Yeah. However, uh, some in that riding feel as though they elected a leader and got an MLA. So there is some pushback to the fact that he you know, stepped out as leader. One, of course. One person part, yeah. All right. We've also got this. You've got Calgary Mountain View. It was held by former Liberal leader David Swan, who, of course, uh, has been in that riding since 2004, but he's not running in this uh -huh. election, so that throws that up in the air. Uh, instead, current Alberta Liberal leader David Kahn is running in Mountain View up against the UCP's Jeremy Wong. That's the candidate uh -huh. that we just heard about. Alberta Party candidate Angela Cocott and the NDP's Kathleen Ganley. Now, Ganley was a Minister of Justice uh -huh. in the Notley government since 2015. So you, you ministers... That's going to be an interesting right. race right there because there's, I mean, Angela Kolka used to be uh, uh, um, 770, yeah. 770 or sister, sister station yeah. down there. So that's a name that's known as well. But ministers tend to have a, obviously, incumbents have a better chance than do uh, new candidates. But ministers particularly...
clearly have a better chance because mm -hmm. they've been high profile over the course of the four years. They've been in the news a lot because they held a responsible position. So it feels like you know them better. Yeah, but if you're not happy with the party, then you turn around and you look for another name that you might know. Right. And then here's the thing. The uh, So I, I mentioned uh, Kathleen Ganley, right, yep. who was Minister of Justice. Well, she had to move to Mountain View because Joe Cece was running in Calgary, Buffalo. And again, this is because they drew the lines up a little bit. He's His former constituency of Calgary Fort was eliminated when the boundaries were redrawn. And of course, we all know Cece as finance minister, right. right? So another high-profile position. So that's why... Calgary is sort of up for grabs, or at the very least, is going to be a very close well, race. In some right, I, I, yep. In some, in some ridings, I, I don't think it's necessarily going to be a, a nail. In, well, it could be a nail, but I, I just, I find it hard to believe that the NDP is going to do very well. In well, take Calgary. Calgary well, just hard to say. That. But here's the thing: like, take Calgary Elbow just as one example. So, if. You know, uh, several years ago, back in what, uh, whatever year, 2004, you said, well, you've got an Alberta party that has no members and you've, their leaders running in Calgary Elbow. You would say, well, that's up in the air a little bit. I mean, does anyone believe that, the, that that party will form government? And yet, Greg Clark got elected. So now you have a, you have a constituency or a riding that has gone Alberta party before. Mm -hmm. If they go Alberta party again, that's one thing. But if they say... Well, look, they're not going to get elected. They're not going to elect enough. Or if they're so polarized that it's either UCP or NDP, um, now it becomes an interesting race. Because does an Alberta party supporter align themselves more, at, like I said, this polarization of politics? Do they align themselves more closely with the left or the right? Because if they're not going to stay with their Alberta party, they got to yeah. go one way or the other. I mean, that's one. I just think overall that uh, Calgary is, that whole area is going to go right. Honestly, I think I think you're right. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I mean, but, I think you know, the UCP is. Going I thought to do the Oilers well make the playoffs. So what do I know? <laughs> I think Edmonton's going to be a heck of a battleground. I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, there's, it's always kind of just been a a, a, a mix a sanctuary there. For, yeah. yeah. Well, we shall see. April sixteenth, we'll lots of coverage again. If you want to uh, get some more information, all you have to do is go to globalnews.ca, click on the decision Alberta link. Lots of uh, great information for you there. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.